By definition, an antenna is a metal whip designed to receive and transmit radio signals within a given area. It's BS in the Morning on KSLQ and Westplex 1071. It is BS.show. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. Together we make BS. Yes, that's what we do. That's our job. We have a tough job. Our boss says, hey, BS shows on the air. Time for BS. <laughs> it's really hard for me because I rarely ever tell anything that's like stretches the truth. But Shelly, Shelly, she's the queen of BS. And <laughs> I don't know if she's going to be along in a minute or not. Probably not. Anyway, it is a Tuesday morning. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Okay, your daughter called me. Tiffany told me to tell you to sound like you're awake today, okay? What? Tiffany called me and said, Did she really? Hey, tell my mom to sound like she's awake. Sometimes when I listen to your show in the morning, my mom sounds like she's sleeping. I go, I know. It's to the point where I go, Shelly, hey, wake up. Wake up. We're on the air. Right? <laughs> no. Did Tiffany really call you? Oh yeah, she called me about four times yesterday. Oh, she did not. She Stop did. It. Are you awake? Are you conscious? Are you with us? Hello. Is that a question? <laughs> yeah, it was a series of questions. It was a series of questions. You didn't say that to me. Uh, I'd say yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, <laughs> lots of stuff to talk about. First off, the weather. I'm looking at this radar a couple of minutes ago, about a half an hour ago. Let me look at it again. Let me refresh here. Yeah, man, I'm telling you. You know what? Normally, it's like we're always like sort of dodging it. I don't know if we're going to dodge this one. But we had some rain throughout the night and big monster storm system. This one is ironically moving from northwest to southeast. This one's that like, is unusual. This one's coming like out of Omaha. Right now, the storm uh, goes all the way from, I would say, uh, way down in southern Illinois, matter of fact, uh, way way south of Carbondale, um, all the way across the state of Missouri up to Omaha. So it's going like, you know, at a 45-degree angle uh, from the north northwest to the southeast. And, man, I tell you what, in mid-Missouri right now, they are getting hammered. Lake of the Ozarks, uh, the northern part of Lake of the Ozarks, is just getting hammered with some real heavy activity. Matter of fact, I wouldn't be surprised if they put out a couple warnings. Looks like some severe thunderstorms in that area. That's to the west of us right now. But um, moving through the area, and once again, we are on the northern edge of this. So um, we may not get the full force of the storm, but if you're like full in, Monty. If you're like in Cape Girardeau right now, or if you're like in Jefferson City, Columbia, uh, any places like that south of Cape or Jeff City, you're just getting, excuse me, south of Columbia or, or Jeff City, you're just getting hammered. And up in northwest Missouri, man, it's just like, if you're going, like, if you're driving I-29 between Kansas City and Omaha, good luck. You're going to have a hell of a drive this morning. So I don't know how many people are going to be doing that, especially in our listening area. There is a, uh, what is this, a flash flood watch, or this is a th- severe thunderstorm watch to the south of us in, 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 in Arkansas, but nothing in the state of Missouri yet. So we'll just Arkansas. Arkansas. Just have to keep an eye on it. Anyway, uh, this mm-hmm. is BS.show. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. Together we make BS. Mm-hmm. Lots of stuff to talk about. We have a special guest in the 730 hour. I think going to be really interesting. A uh, couple things that uh, I want to talk about, a couple things we'll talk about in the next couple hours. Interesting story about the new CEO of Six Flags and what he had to say about what's going on in the parks. Also, uh, we got Wally's and Fenton. Bucky's is coming to Missouri. Really? Yes, but not in our area. It's not, not, Where? Not, 
I'm, I'll tell you later. We'll just, you know, you oh, just have to. Oh, I have to wait. Right. I'm, I'm doing you my. You know I'm an instant gratification I'm, kind of girl. I'm doing I don't want to wait. I'm doing my teases. Uh, Salman Rushley, oh. Rushdie, who was. Your mama dresses you funny. <laughs> she does. You never take me anywhere. Yes. Salman Rushdie, who was stabbed last week. You know who he is, right? Yes. Okay. Um, did you know he was married to this super hot woman? Her, no. Her name I is. Uh, no, he was married to a super hot woman. No. Well, I didn't she, say he that. was. They got divorced. Her name is Padma Lakshmi. L A K S H M I. Lakshmi. I guess it's Lakshmi. Padma Lakshmi. And once again, he's like 75. She's like 35. <laughs> I'm going like, what? Good for him. <laughs> Not so good for her, maybe. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Well, you never if, know. If you know the story, some no. of you may not know this, but this dates way back. He wrote this book, I want to say like 35 years ago. I'll have to look at the exact date. It's been a long time. It's been back in the 1980s, 1990s, someplace back in there. And it's called The Satanic Verses. And it was sort of. What? It was called The Satanic Verses. That's, that's what the, I thought you said. That's the name of the book. And it was sort of a fictional, semi-fictional book. And he sort of trashed certain religions, and especially he trashed the Muslims. And at the time, uh, Khomeini, the, uh, whatever his name is, you know, the dude, the head dude, the religious guy who also runs the country in Iran, put a bounty on his head. And that bounty has stayed, matter of fact, through the years, it's gone up and up and up. And I believe the last time I read about it, it was like $3 million. Essentially, he was the somebody in the not, and, and the, the, the official government of Iran has sort of distanced itself, itself from it. But some of the people in the religion still essentially say, we want this guy dead. And if you know the story, he was last and week. And they're a different culture, so it probably means something to them well, differently than it means to us. But see, once again... I don't think that if somebody wrote a book that was critical of of Jesus Christ, I don't think the Catholic Church would be putting out a bounty in somebody's head. You know what I'm saying? I just don't think that's going to happen. Nor do I think the Protestants, nor the the, the evangelists, are the are the you know are the the you know what's the, all the different religions. You know the Lutherans, they wouldn't be putting a, you know. A, but yet in other countries, you defame our religion, you die. Anyway, guy jumped up on a stage last week. Uh, he was in New York at a conference. He was getting a presentation, and they talked about how totally premeditated. The tickets weren't cheap. The guy registered ahead of time, flew in from another city. Uh, I believe just as the thing was starting, jumped up on the stage, started stabbing Sal- Salman Ra- uh, uh, what You know who I'm saying. Salman Ra- God, I can't remember his name now. Anyway, started stabbing him and uh, got him in the neck, got him in the kidney, uh-huh. Uh, and for a while, he was in really bad shape. He was on a ventilator. He was, you know, essentially in a coma. And now, supposedly, he's doing better. And his and I had no idea who was married to this wo- woman. She's like one of the chef gals. She's been on like the Top Chef shows and things like that. Uh-huh. And I read the story about her that apparently they had a really good uh, relationship. They had a good marriage until she started to get famous, and he couldn't handle that. Because he was Mr. Famous, you know, he was he's been like back in the day, you couldn't open up the newspaper, you know. I mean, this is before like the internet news really kicked off, but you couldn't open the newspaper without an article about Salman Rushdie being threatened by you know somebody or how he was being protected. And he, I believe he's a he's originally from Pakistan. I believe he's an English citizen. Anyway, um, so sort of a sad story. 
I mean, you know, once again, that's one of the things in our country. Sometimes you got to scratch your head and go, well, is that really true anymore? Freedom of speech. And when somebody gets up on stage, and especially, you know, people who are wanting to hear this man talk, because he is a very interesting guy, and somebody jumps out of the audience with a knife, and once again, no gun, a knife. And I don't know if you know, we've talked about this before, the gun control in England is super, 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 super tough. It's almost impossible to get a gun in England. So what happens in England? Everybody gets stabbed. And I'm not exaggerating. They have stabbings all the time. I bet they do. I mean, it happens even to the point where at one point in time, they were actually talking about registering knives. If you're going to go to the store and buy like a set of kitchen knives and like butcher knives and things like that, you had to register. You had to get like like a permit to get a... I'm going like, okay, what's it going to be next? What's it going to be like? You know, like vacuum cleaners so you don't suck somebody's brains out or something like that? I don't know. I mean, it's just weird stuff. You know, and once again, it's one of those things, if someone wants to do harm to you, they can figure out 42 ways to do it. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I mean, I do. I know exactly what you mean. And it's one of those things. It's not necessarily. And quite honestly, I think the gun's the easy thing because, you know, you pull the trigger, bullet comes out. Terrible story. I'm reading over the weekend. Matter of fact, reading this morning about a guy, his ex girlfriend uh, went over to her house in Kirkwood to borrow money. She wouldn't let him have money. Shot or killed her. I'm going, okay. And the guy was drunk. Where did they find him? Passed out in the next door neighbor's back porch. He just, you know, he stumbles out of the house, bunk. And matter of fact, the worst part of it was, I mean, it's terrible that the woman was killed. She's on the phone with the police dispatcher saying, my boy, ex-boyfriend's here. He's got a gun pointed at me. You know, please come quick. Boom. She's dead. Why do you have to start off the mornings like this? Why do you have to? I mean, you know, can you imagine that? See, I was a police dispatcher. That never happened to me. I got some nasty calls. I got some really serious calls. I never had anybody get shot. Threaten you? While, no, I had never had anybody get shot while I'm on the phone with them. You know, that never happened. You know, as a matter of fact, there's an interesting story, um, and we'll maybe talk about that later. You want to talk about that. You want me to be positive. You want me to tell good stories. You want me to tell stories about stuff like Calvin Hobbes. Why does he pee on people? Yeah, that's what. Oh you... my God! I saw I saw one of those <laughs> in the bottom. It said, "What did it say, Holly?" Well, <sighs> and I just thought that was so funny. Also, I, you know, I'm a techno nerd, and I'm a I'm a car guy. I've never heard of this before. I heard about it last week, and I've been I've been nerding out on it. It's a thing called Open Pilot. Have you heard about this? No. It's software you can buy to convert your car. Not all cars, but some of the newer cars. You can convert your car with the software and some hardware to self-driving. It doesn't have to be a Tesla. And there's like I think there's like people have been killed with self-driving. Well, but here's the interesting thing. I'm, and what's interesting is I read a, a review on Consumer Reports and with this thing called Open Pilot and they called the software is called, uh, the, there's there's equipment called Comma 3. It's the name of the equipment package you put in your car. And it's like it's like $2,000. And then you load the Open Pilot software into, into this thing. And Consumer Reports did it. They said it's the best self-driving system out there. It beats Tesla. It beats General Motors. It beats the drink that Shelly's pouring right now. It beats everything. We got to have our vodka, Brad. <laughs> what are you drinking? Huh? I can hear you drinking. What were you drinking? 
Vodka? No, seriously. What were you drinking? What are you pouring? Vodka? No, you're not. Uh, you know, there's there's a label on this show, if you don't realize, on the back of If you're listening to this this radio show, on the back of your radio, if you're turning your radio around or if you pull your radio out of your dashboard, there's a sticker on the back of your radio that says, please do not listen to this car, this radio show, while operating heavy equipment or driving vehicles. Yes, and don't drink vodka. Are you really drinking vodka? No, it's scotch. I'm a scotch drinker. <laughs> okay. I thought you knew that. I've never understood the difference between whiskey, rye, and scotch. Can anybody explain that to me? It's the same stuff, isn't it? Whiskey, rye, and scotch, isn't it the same stuff? No. Why is it different? I don't know. Boy, I just I, drink it. You know what? My, uh, I, I've got nerd friends in the liquor industry who used to yes, work. I know some of them do. used to work for Anheuser-Busch. And, for example, I got schooled in the difference between whiskey, W-H-I-S-K-E-Y, and whiskey, W-H-I-S-K-Y. Did you know there's a difference? Why? Well, there's a difference between, I can't remember if it's, I have to look this up again. If it's K-E-Y, it's made in one place. And if it's a K-Y, it's made somewhere else. <laughs> I hope so. But no, seriously. It's it's sort of bizarre. It's like, because, you know, I said something about why is whiskey spelled two different ways? And it was explained to me by this by this you know, alcoholic beverage nerd who used to work at Anheuser-Busch. And I'm going like, what? You know, and it was this crazy long explanation about, well, a long time ago, and it has something to do with licensing and things like that. It's just weird. So that's I what, never noticed. Yeah. So, and I'll, next break, I'll look it up and I'll tell you the difference, okay? This show, okay. and you know what? This show provides you, when you show up to work today, you're going to walk in there and go, hey, do you know there's a difference between whiskey W-I-H-S-K-Y and S-K-E-Y. There's difference between those two. And people go, really? Tell us. And, you know, most people are going to go, no, we already know. We heard it on BS.show this morning, right? Yes. We always leave a golden nugget. Right. 627. It is BS.show. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. Together we make BS. It is 633 on a Tuesday morning. Rain throughout the area. We are on one edge of the storm front as it's moving through the St. Louis area. Hopefully we will be uh, not nailed with some of the worst activity, which is in uh, central Missouri right now, around Columbia, Jefferson City, in that area. Matter of fact, uh, right now the heavy activity is all the way from the Iowa border down to Lake of the Ozarks, if you're looking north to south, so right through the middle of the state. And right now, Kansas City is just getting slammed. Really heavy, super-duty rain. And, are they wet? Uh, are they really? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some nasty stuff moving through camp. Matter of fact, right now, if you look at it this way, if you were to leave St. Louis right now and drive west on I-70, at this very moment, you would be in a storm the entire way, all the way across the state of Missouri, into Kansas, into like Topeka. And then there's another one behind that. Matter of fact, there's another storm front that's uh, right now coming out of Colorado. So anyway, we'll just have to wait and see what happens. Jennifer, uh, Warford, what's her name again now? Wojcicki. I almost said it. I tried. I tried. You tried. I, it was you like an A for effort. It was like I'm going up to that ramp. I'm going to jump the car. You know, I'm I'm doing the evil Knievel thing at the last minute. Oh, I'm not going to jump it. <laughs> I'm, I'm pulled off and, and turned over my car. Ah. <sighs> Whatever. Yeah. Hey, did you have you noticed the changes that Facebook is making? We talked about that. Yeah, they're making all sorts of weird changes. It's it's not good. We should we should start our own social network. We're trying. Well, but what they're doing is remember we had this article a couple weeks ago. They're they're mimicking TikTok. They're deciding they're moving away from being a news source. Shelly, where are you going to get your news? 
I mean, if, I don't know. If, if, if Facebook, I'm about ready to leave Facebook. If Facebook isn't giving you your news, I mean, like all the stuff that you come up with, you know, like like Shelly the other day. Hey, Brad, do you know that that President that we got a new president? He got elected just the other day, Joe Biden. Shelly, that's like a year and a half old. Oh, it was just on Facebook the other day that the election was over and we have President Biden now. Shelly, that's uh-huh. a, you know. By the way, if you see me today, yeah. Look at my face. You know what you'll see? Um, boy, there's a line I could use, but I, I, I wouldn't do it. I value my I value my face because if I used it, you would rearrange my facial features, just like my Sunday when he broke my nose. Yeah, I would throat punch you. <laughs> just throat punch? That's it? Just a throat punch? It'll be enough. Okay. Um, bunch of things to talk about this morning. Uh, first off, where was I with this? Oh. I got this, you know, and once again, not to try to get political, but someone sent me this, and it's pretty funny. You know how everybody is saying that it's terrible that Donald Trump, you know, he he lost the election, and why doesn't he just shut up about it? All the Democrats are saying, you know, it's terrible. Someone sent me a video that is 10 minutes long. It's And guess where it's from, when it's from. Where? It's, oh, the raid? It's No, it's from 2016. It's... Hillary Clinton and I don't know how many other Democrats talking about, well, Donald Trump didn't win the election. Hillary Clinton won the election. And I'm going like, this is so funny because once again, they're all saying back in 2016, they're saying the Russians stole the election, which I think we've pretty much proven the fact that that's sort of BS and not our show. But it's 10 minutes of clips. And some of the clips are like literally two, three seconds long. And it's like Hillary Clinton's in there a bunch of time. Yeah, yeah, I should have been elected, but the Russians stole the election. Donald Trump is not really the president. And I'm going like, isn't this funny that they're complaining about Trump saying that, hey, you know, he lost the election. He should just go away and essentially say, you know, and quite honestly, I'm with him. I'm going like, Mr. Trump, just shut up. Move on down the road. If you if you want any kind of aspirations of maybe running for president again, just essentially say, well, you know, I'm not wild what happened in 2020, but I'm going to give it another shot in 2024. You know, don't say, it was stolen, you know, blah, 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 blah. Although, you know, every election, I don't care what they say, there's all sorts of weird shenanigans that goes on. We had that case here in St. Louis years ago. I think we talked about that. The guy, the guy who was one of the protesters for um, Michael Brown, was the same. I think his name was Michael Franks, and he ran against a woman as a state rep. And turned out that she really did throw the election. And the judges, you know, saw the proof of this. They they voided the election. They had another election. He won. So when people say, "Well, there's never any election fraud," that's like saying there's nobody speeding on the highway. Yeah, set your cruise control for like 62, like I do, and count how many people drive by you at like 100 miles an hour, like Shelley. Brand? I was driving back and forth Mm-mm. between uh, St. Charles and St. Louis County yesterday on 364. Yeah. There were three cars in a row. I guess they were chasing each other way in excess of 100 miles an hour. I'd say I maybe 110, 120 and I miles an hour. I was not one of them. I mean, it's just, I'm going like, okay. I You know, I don't want to sound like I'm Mr. Nerdbutt, but all it takes. You are Mr. Nerdbutt. Well, all it takes is somebody to just. You know, look in the rearview mirror, check their mirrors, switch lanes, and then all of a sudden, these guys flying by at 120 miles an hour smash into them. You know what I mean? 
yeah. are, are 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 lose control, dodge you know dodge the car, end up hitting three or four. You watch these videos on YouTube all the time of these guys flying down the highway, you know, and lose control of their car, and it's you know one thing that they end up you know smashed into the Jersey barrier, but it's always they always take out like ten other cars with them. You know what I'm saying? That's the thing that always bothers me. You know, just innocent people driving down a highway, some nuts driving 120 miles an hour, loses control of his car, or clips the back of one car. I had a guy. You ever look in your rearview mirror and see like some guy who's like passing you, and you think like I think he might be able to put a piece of paper between his bumper and my bumper. You know what I mean? Like they pass you. They sort of like do the 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 NASCAR pass where they're like yeah. they're like drafting you. They're sitting on your bumper, and then they they come around you. I'm going like man, this is crazy. They do do that. You said doo-doo. I did. <laughs> you do that to me all the time. Uh, okay. <laughs> I know. The smartest woman in the world. Here we go. I love her. Spelling depends on spirit's country of origin. We're talking about whiskey. American-produced varieties such as bourbon, rye, Tennessee, as well as the Irish spirit utilize whiskey, S-K-E-Y, whereas the spirit from Scotland, Canada, and Japan uses whiskey, S-K-Y. Uh, American and Irish liquor producers and copy editors tend to favor the spelling whiskey, while Scottish, Canadian, and Japanese producers and copy editors tend to favor the spelling whiskey, S-K-Y. The difference also carries on to into the plural. For whiskey, it's whiskeys, W-H-I-S-K-E-Y-S, and whiskey, S-K-Y, it's W-H-I-S-K-I-E-S. Rye whiskeys use a minimum of 51% rye, while bourbon requires the match to be a majority of corn versus rye. You got that? Okay. So, so if it's, if it's, but still it doesn't, but, but what's scotch? So what's, what is scotch? Is that, is, is that, a, is that a special kind of whiskey that's made in Scotland? I don't know. Okay. I just happen to like it. And I won't attribute scotch this. Scotch on the rocks. Tall glass, single pour, two now, lemons. Now, what does that mean? A single. Ice. What does single pour mean? It means they pour you a single shot instead of a double shot if you ask it for tall. Okay, what does tall mean? See, I'm not a drinker. Tall is a tall glass. Okay, so why, w- why would you want a tall glass? Because there's more ice in there. And it keeps it cooler? Keeps it colder? Uh-huh. So a tall glass, they can put more ice in it, but there's less liquor. And doesn't if there's more ice in it, doesn't it dilute it more? You know, as the ice melts, doesn't it make it more watery and not really give you that true whiskey taste? I'm okay with that. You're okay with that. Okay. See, <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, I don't, you, you do not shot whiskey or vodka or gin. You don't, you don't take shots? I'm not of- whiskey. Uh, rum, you don't shot that. What do you mean? You don't like take just like a, a shot glass and just like throw it, throw it back? Yes. Why not? Ew. <laughs> no, I don't see. I don't know all these things. I'm, once again, I'm not. You know, I'm not a bar guy. I mean, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not, not a bar girl either. But see, I the, am not a bar fly. The, I just the crazy thing is when I go to restaurants that have a bar, I love to eat at the bar. There's something about... Because you can people watch. Well, no, it's not necessarily that. It's just something about sitting at the bar, eating at the bar. I mean, like, there's several restaurants I go to, um, haven't been there in a while, but I sit and eat at the bar. And I don't know why. Matter of fact, I think I told you the story that years ago, my oldest son, we went to Chicago on a business trip. It was a Saturday. And he was, at the time, really into Michael Jordan. 
And he said to me, he says, hey, he says, are we going to be near Michael Jordan's bar? Because he had, I don't know if it's still, there was a bar at his place in Chicago. It was a restaurant bar. So I said, I said, yeah. And he goes, and we had a, we met a guy in the morning and then we had a couple hours off. It was on a Saturday and then we had to go back and do a little business. And so I said, I said to, let's go down to Michael Jackson or Michael Jordan's. And so, you know, drove my car down there, found a parking space and downtown Chicago wasn't too bad because it was on a Saturday. And we went in. And we got thrown out. <laughs> Why? He wasn't allowed in under twenty-one. Oh. I mean, and I it was this was at lunchtime. A lot of places there's places here in St. Louis. I've seen them in St. Charles County. It used to be. It used to be. Matter of fact, Willikers used to have the sign up that no one under twenty-one was uh, allowed into the bar area after like eight o'clock at night. So, and I've seen that at other places as well too. You know, said you know, like bar area closed under twenty one after such and such a time. I don't know if I've, that's current anymore or not. But anyway, we went in there, and I even said to the guy, I said, I said, we'll sit at a table and eat. And the guy says, I'm sorry. He says he's underage. He says I can't let you in. I go, not even for lunch? Nope, sorry. And you know, here my son was really disappointed. You know, because like we were in Michael Jordan's restaurant, we we're going to eat at Michael Jordan's restaurant. We got thrown out of Michael Jordan's restaurant. <laughs> I can't remember where we went. We found some other place to eat in downtown Chicago, some local place. But you know, did you go to the Sears Tower? Well, I have a funny story about that. When when my kids see this is this is you know once again, every once in a while, and Shelly, you were there one time when I brought up the fact that I have four kids. And there were people who were shocked by that. Remember that time? You know what I'm talking about? I do. <laughs> it was not a good time for me. But anyway, when they were they were quizzing me down, I was in, it was an inquisition, shall we say? And yep. I'm getting I'm getting scrutinized. And I said I had four kids. One like you have four kids? Like like I'm the kind of guy that would like. I can't believe that you have a kid license. Why would they allow you to have four kids? <laughs> you know what I mean? Who would give you a kid permit? <laughs> you know how can you have four kids? So, anyway, my, you're like, did you really want me to spell it out for you? My kids at the time were ten, seven, or no, no, kids. My kids were nine, seven, no, ten, seven, four, and ten months old. Four kids in the winter. I spent ten days on the road with my four kids in my pickup truck. How about that? In we we headed north. We went through Iowa. Had some business to take care of in Iowa. Then we went up to Minnesota. Had some business to take care of in, in Minneapolis, St. Paul. Then we took our time. We came down through uh, through Wisconsin. Uh, you know, uh, came through Madison. You know, Green Bay. Spent a couple nights in Chicago. And so our last day on the road was a Saturday. And my oldest son said he wanted to go see the Sears Tower. So we go into downtown Chicago. And the interesting thing was, to this day, you know, I'm call, I'm going to call my son. His birthday's on Thursday, so I'm going to call him in. And I'll ask him this question, and he'll still remember this, about what happened in the parking lot at the Sears Tower. Anyway, we go into the Sears Tower. It's not even called the Sears Tower. It's more it's something, the Winslow Tower or something like that. It'll and, always be Sears Tower to me. Yeah, just like Riverport, right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> just like Highway 40. It's not 64, yep. it's 40. Okay, so it's sort of an overcast day. So we go to the ticket window down in the in the, the, the first floor of the Sears Tower, and the sign says limited available. freaky people. <laughs> no, it doesn't say that. It okay. says limited visibility today, and there was a discount. It was like $2 off or something like that. It said limited visibility. So we get on the elevator, buy tickets for me and my four kids, and once again, the question I had was when I tell this story, 
people will say, especially women, so hold on a minute, your son was 10 months old? Yes. You changed his diaper? I've changed thousands of diapers. I mean, I've had all four of my kids. I've changed, if you figure, if you figure my kids, you know, like for like the first two years, they were probably in diapers. So times one kid, you know, I didn't change every single one, but let's say I changed one every other day for two years, that's 365 times four, I'm well into the thousands, okay? And I probably did more than that. So we get on the elevator, the elevator doors open, and we realize it's not limited visibility. It's no visibility. It's like somebody painted the windows white. It's completely opaque. We are in the clouds. You can't see anything. I mean, it's to the point where the windows, like I said, they could have been just painted white. We wouldn't have known the difference. I'm going like, limited visibility? You can't see anything. So I said something to one of the guys up there. I go, you know, somehow I feel like I've been taken advantage. Couldn't they have said, uh, you can't see out the windows? It's They go, well, we don't have that designation. It's either good visibility or limited visibility. So I'm going like, so it's either black or white. He says, yeah, sort of like that. No gray. That's what the guy said. I swear to God, that's a true story. So we walked around up I there. I by that code. We walked around up there for, I don't know, 10 or 15 minutes. Ago. Well, I think I would have had more funny, more more fun taking my money and putting it in a pile in a parking lot and putting lighter fluid on and burn it rather than pay for the stupid tickets to go up to the Sears Tower and look out the window, which you couldn't look out because it was too cloudy. So that's my Sears Tower story. It's the only time I've ever been there. You gonna ask your son? Um remind me. To corroborate. I, well, I'm gonna call him I'm gonna call him on Thursday. He doesn't know this yet. He's his birthday on Thursday. I'm gonna okay. call him and get him on the air. We had him on the air just the other day. Remember, I called him about. I know you did. Yeah. So he's we'll, like a regular. Right. We'll call him and and I will say to him, "Watch this." I will say, "Hey, remember when we went to the Sears Tower?" And any money, he'll say, "Of course." And I'll say, "Remember what happened in the parking lot?" And you watch him tell the story. He still remembers this to this day. It was so. It had such an impact on him. I'm going like, man, that's a bizarre memory that he has. When I tell you what happened, you go like, what? He remembers that? Yes. And I do, too, because it was bizarre. Anyway, we have to take a break. I blew past How my... How bizarre? How bizarre? You know what? What? I think I should add that song. I think you should, too. Yeah. Okay, we have to take a break. 6.49. Break. Bang, 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 bang. You ready for that? It Except... was... I love that song. Do you really? I do. You know those I guys... it's fun, and I tap my toes, and I don't... You know, like a metronome. They're brothers. You know You know what the interesting thing about that is? You know who the guy is? Metronome. You know who that guy is? No. He's the voice of, and I'm not making this up, he's the voice of the New York subway system. Really? Yes. It's the guy who, you know, please step back from the door. He's one of those guys who's like, you know, he's like, they and they found out who the guy was and they hired him to do those things for the song. True story. So, huh. how do I know that? Because I'm a nerd. You are a nerd. I'm You're a, nerd. a weirdo and a nerd. Yeah. Um, hold on a minute. I'm trying to I'm trying to find one. I'm trying to find your daughter because she called me again and she's telling, She did not. She stop did. it. She did. She called me again. Um, I'm trying to Are you trying to find her phone number? No, I'm trying to find her her recording here. Um hold, hold on a minute. Here, here, let me see if this is it. You know, every now and then I have to go outside and run the vacuum cleaner over the driveway just to make sure that my neighbors never talk to me. No, that's not it. Is it this one? Hold on a minute. I can't find it. 
And ladies here, here's the thing you need to know about men. <laughs> no, that's not it either. <laughs> you think? <laughs> oh, oh, no, no, no. Here, here, I'm in. Laws are made to be broken. No, that's not it either. I got to find it. That from the beginning. <laughs> I got to find it. Hold on a minute. Um, here, hold on a minute. Shelly, we listen online in our country. How do you say, you got it going on girlfriend? Rock on sister. <laughs> that one? <laughs> I do remember that one. How about that's this one? That's funny. Shelly, you are amazing. How do you do it? <laughs> you don't like that one? <laughs> I do. I don't know how to explain it. They're choppy. I'm amazing. I'm okay with that. I don't that. know how to explain it. They're choppy. It's too big to send. I don't know how to explain it. They're choppy. It's too big to send. That's not it. Hold on. I can't find it. It's going to drive me nuts. Oh, no. Is this it? Uh -huh. The equivalent to butt sniffing with dogs? No. Here it is. I found it. Here's your, here's your daughter, right? <clears throat> Her debut on the BS show. This is Shelly's daughter, Tiffany, right? Oh, yeah. I'm just taking my cat to go get an enema. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm thinking to myself yep. that was her debut wasn't it <laughs> that was we had her on the air and she's driving somewhere early in the morning and, and i said to her what are you doing and she says oh i'm just taking my cat to go get an enema i'm excited <laughs> The way she says it, it's classic. I'm taking my cat to get an enema. Oh, I'm excited. Who gets excited about taking their cat to the vet to get an enema, right? <laughs> yeah. Are too many. That cat's probably been in her life for, gosh, 20 years. Is that the same cat? Come on. Uh -huh. 20 years? Cats don't last that long. Well, that's not necessarily accurate. Seriously? Yeah. It's a 20-year-old cat? I don't know. That may have been an exaggeration, but she's he's double digits. Well, but that can mean he's ten. No, he's not. He's older than ten. Fifteen. It's more fifteen than it is ten. So now it was it was twenty, and now it's it might be fourteen. We're not exactly sure, right? It's somewhere <laughs> in there, right? Oh. It's an old cat, oh. and he's very frail. But he has the cutest little personality. He plays hide and seek. He plays um, peekaboo. He plays. Um, he'll talk to you. And you know what else? He won't what? let me touch him. He won't let me touch him. He won't let me touch him. <laughs> that was about David. Thank you. <laughs> Who's calling me? <laughs> Because this is your world, and you can create anything that you want in it. You won't let me touch him. I think sometimes we work too hard at painting. Painting should always be fun. should make you happy. You won't let me touch him. I was getting in with the groove. So whoever the hell Shelly is... <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's the English dude. Whoever the hell Shelly is... <laughs> you can't believe I found that one, can you? Okay. We have to You're take. Pretty funny, actually. We we have to take a break. Uh, and, you won't let me touch it. Yeah, I I get it. Okay, Shelly, enough. Okay, um, Shelly, um, stop that. Stop talking like I asked you to. Right. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say? I don't okay. want to stop talking. Now we have to take a break. It's six fifty nine. Born in nineteen ninety nine. You know how I know a little bit about him? Well, how? I was driving around on Sunday listening to American Top Forty with Casey Kasem. And he called up Nikki Yor. Hey, Nikki, this is Casey Gazem. And Nikki said, aren't you dead? 
And Casey's, no, I'm still alive. I'm here because I'm better than Ryan Seacrest. Ryan Seacrest is boring, so they brought me back. I'm back from the grave. I'm kidding. Anyway, Ryan Seacrest interviewed him. Interesting story. He graduated from one of the California, he's a California boy, graduated from one of the California colleges, USC, I can't remember which one. He's got like a bachelor's degree in business administration. He was a sales manager for Dell Computers. He was selling oh wow business, you know, he was selling business to business. He was like a sales manager running a sales department and he's doing he's been recording since 2017 when he was like a teeny a teen, teenager, you know, and and he recorded this song and he tells the story about uh, late last year when it, he releases a song and it starts to get some airplay. Matter of fact, it, it first it got to be a big hit in Australia of all places, and now it's sort of a hit in the United States. So he goes into his sales manager's office and he tells the story. It's pretty funny. He says, you know, I do this recording thing on the side, and his, and his, and his manager says, yeah? And he said, uh, you know, it's starting to take off. And his, and his manager said, yeah, we've been hearing it on the radio. Well... I hate to tell you this, but I'm here to quit. And his manager says, you know what? I think that's the best. And he was sort of shocked by that. He goes, you don't need me here? He goes, well, it's not that we don't need you. You do a good job, but we think you're going to be a star, and we're not going to stand in your way. So whatever we can do to help you out, we're more than happy to do it, but we totally understand. So he quit his job. And now he's a full-time artist, whatever you want to call it. And also that's that's, that's Nick. Did he... uh go to school i told you god he's got a college degree oh yeah you did say that so which is, is useless. that worthless yes mm. useless because it's degrees in business administration or something like that you know well he's he... gonna have to know how to handle his stuff no you hire a manager for that you don't do that yourself you hire a manager you know you hire like colonel parker you know colonel parker takes care of you you know no okay <laughs> that's what we should do anyway we should be um a manager for bands. No, thanks. Like, oh, come on. I knew people who used to do that, and I think you'd have a better uh, a better job of being a cat herder than being a manager for bands. Have you See, I have a theory. If you go back 30 or 40 years, all the music on the radio was groups. It was like, you know, Journey and things like that, okay? Yes. Now it's all solo artists. You know why that is? Here's my theory. The theory is the management in the music industry going, we're done with all these crazy weird groups where, you know, and go watch the movie, go watch, watch the movie Almost Famous where they have fights between members of the group and stuff like that. You read these stories about like, well, so-and-so dropped out of the band because he was dating a girl and the drummer started dating the same girl and they had a big fight. So we threw him out of the band. We got a different bass player and then he got drunk one night and smashed his car into a Taco Bell. So we got rid of him. So we got it. No, you get a solo artist and and if they get too wacky you just have to court put them under court supervision for their mother you know their father like britney spears and you keep them in you know in tow you know what i mean britney spears dead honey you know i love you but don't put it on any weight because we can't get you into vegas if you're a little bit heavy and keep running that that money machine yes 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 britney i love you so much but we gotta keep making money we gotta keep making money honey you think that's how it went? <laughs> yes, that's exactly how it went. I feel sorry for her. According to Brittany? Well, she's come out and said some interesting things. I mean, you know, I mean, it's sort of sad. You know, remember the story about, but she was forced to take, she was forced to take birth control pills. 
by the court. The court said, you know, I mean, they talk about the abortion thing. Here the court said, you can't have, you can't, you can't have, uh, you can't have a baby. You're forced into, into celibacy. I mean, it's bizarre, weird stuff. I'm going like, okay. You know, and our dad was making all that money. God, there's all sorts of stories like that. Matter of fact, there's a, I, I go back in my, in my history. I think it's called, I think it may be called the Mickey Rooney Law. You know who Mickey Rooney was? I do. Mickey Rooney was a very, you know, who was a, in a lot of movies and, you know, tons of movies. A lot of movies. But he was a child actor. And I think the story that's, somebody just texted me, maybe. Um, I think, uh, I, I think the story was that his parents took all his money and spent it. And when he became an adult, he was broke. Yet he made like gazillion bucks when he was a kid as a child actress. I think it's called the Mickey Rooney Law. I'll look that up. Okay, a couple things that, that, to catch up on. I'm getting behind in my stuff here. We try to inform you. Uh, the smartest woman in the world says, and she lived in Illinois for a while, she would know. Illinois rules differently today. Persons under 21 may only enter a licensed tavern accompanied by a parent or legal guardian. It's up to the bar. As a general rule, if it's a restaurant that also has a bar, you will be okay, but will need to sit at a table, not at the bar. So essentially, she's saying, now I don't know if she's saying the rules have changed, but it's still, according to this, it's up to the bar. So when I took my son, who at the time was 15 or 16 years old, into the Michael Jordan restaurant in Chicago, and on a Saturday at like noon for lunch, we were told to leave. We were thrown out. I mean, not not physically thrown out, although... Although they did grab me by the collar and say, see that door? Open it because otherwise you're going to be wearing it. I think the guy said something did like that. Did they hold you by your ear <laughs> and <laughs> just lead you out? Well, that's that's in all, all the little... And your son lead him out? That's in all the little rascals movies where, remember, they grab the kids by the ear? You know what I'm talking uh-huh. about? <laughs> yeah, I'm going like, ah, my ear, my ear. Supposedly, have you ever heard this story about, was it Thomas Edison? Do you ever hear this weird story about how he was deaf? He was partially deaf? I did not know that. He was running to get on a train, and somebody grabbed him by the ears and pulled him into the train. I'm pretty, they, I'm, my mom was uh, deaf in one ear. I'm blind in one eye. So <laughs> Remember, I'm the guy who I can give you a word of advice. I had my 20th anniversary of being blinded in one eye by a surgeon, and I say it again. It's never a good thing when you're having surgery, and the doctor says, O-S-H, blunk, blunk, blunk. Right? Which is what happened to me. Correct. The doctor said, O-S, blank, blank, blank. And I'm going like, this is not good when you're under under the knife. And the doctor says, O-S, blank, blank, blank. Okay. Uh, Also, the smartest woman in the world says, shots are done to get drunk. Liquid in glass is shooter's choice. What does that mean? What is that? What do I mean? Shots. Are, I'm, I'm trying to think. Shots are done. Uh, done to get drunk. Liquid in glass is shooter's choice. Also, she always says average cats live 12 to 18 years, which, as far as I'm concerned, is is 11 to 17 years too long. Stop it. <laughs> okay, so basically, she's saying that whatever's poured in the shot glass is the drinker's choice. No, she's saying. Shots are done to get drunk. Liquid in glass is shooter's choice, whatever that means. Oh, oh, hold. She said, Shelly said no one shoots whiskey or rum. And I'm, I'm with her on that. I mean, like, I know lots of people. Matter of fact, listen to country songs. You know, matter of fact, one of my favorite songs, Carrie Underwood, you know, uh, before he cheats, she talks about, you know, shooting whiskey. Can't do whiskey shooters or whatever. You know, I mean, you, how many country songs they talk about whiskey shooters? 
You know, everybody does that. I whiskey shooters are fine. It's scotch, it's scotch, rum, vodka. I mean, they're not to me. This is me. Is they're it, not shottable drinks. Is this Shelly World? It is Shelly World. Welcome. Okay. Yesterday, yesterday evening, I'm tuning around and I listened to Camo X. And I hear Dave, Dave Glover's. Was this like, after NPR? Yeah, this is after NPR. <laughs> after I ripped the knobs off my radio and got so mad at my radio. <laughs> NPR, I'm sorry. It drives me nuts. Because first off, it's our tax dollars not at work. You know, but anyway, I, I digress. Okay, so I'm listening to Camo X and Dave Murray uh, is on with Dave Glover. Okay, Dave Murray, the meteorologist who doesn't live here anymore, but yet he pretends he does. He lives in Palm Springs, California, something like that. So he said, and I, and to the point where I thought to myself, did he say that? And they asked him, I said, say that again. He said, he's a meteorologist. I mean, pretty trusted meteorologist in St. Louis, wouldn't you say? Probably still, even though he's not on TV anymore, he's still probably the most trusted. If you say, who's the best meteorologist in St. Louis, even though he doesn't live here anymore, people normally would say Dave Murray, right? Yes. Okay. He said yesterday that he doesn't trust computer models and he doesn't trust any model longer than seven days. And he essentially said, he came right out and said, the global warming thing is just bogus. He didn't use the word bogus, but he said, he said, it's just all BS. He says, you can't project past seven days. I've said that all along. I go, how is it that people say, well, in, in 2032, you know, we're going to have ice age. I'm going like, you can't even tell me what the forecast is going to be for Friday. You know what I mean? Because yeah. how, how many times, <laughs> how many times have they said, hey, tomorrow's <laughs> going to be a beautiful day and it's raining. You know what I mean? <laughs> and this is Dave Murray. I'm going like. I'm trying to get a hold of him to say I don't. He won't. He probably won't come on the air because he's probably got a non-compete in his in contract where he can't go on another station. But I heard him say this, and I'm going like, and he now some people say, well, he's an old school meteorologist. He said that the computer models are not that accurate, and he said, and he says a lot of times he will look. He says there's like. 12 or 13 different computer models that are out there. He said a lot of times he'll look at the computer models and then he will do his own forecasting. And remember, I'm the guy that went back to school. I was a student at Mississippi State to get my meteorology degree. So I know a little bit about this. I never graduated, but I worked on my meteorology degree at Mississippi State, okay? In the old days, the way the meteorologists would do it, they would use a map and colored pencils. You'd literally draw these maps and you go, okay, this occluded front here, you know, this, you know, warming trend here, blah, blah, blah. And you draw all these different maps and that's how you make your forecasts. And if you go back in history, if you watch, you can watch some of these videos of like during World War II where they were like planning, planning bombing raids and things like that. They have pictures of the meteorologists in World War II doing this exact same thing. They got maps on the wall, and the guys are drawn. They're drawing arrows, different colored stuff like that. And he said, to this day, he still does that. And he says, that's why, this is what he said. He says, that's why my forecasts are always most accurate, more accurate than the other guys in town, because I do it old school. I don't pay attention to the computer models. And I'm going like, thank you, Dave Murray. You know, and once again, I'm not the guy who says, I'm not like climate change. I think to a large You've degree. You've been vindicated. No, I think it's sort of BS because I get this example all the time, okay? 
One of my things when I was a kid, I was into geology, and still to a certain extent are, okay? Do you know what sedimentary rock is? I do. Okay, explain what sedimentary rock is. Um, it's the little stuff that ends up on the bottom. Okay, but once once again, if you if you like cut a cliff, like if you get like a, a big crane or like a backhoe or something like that, and you get like an area that's rocky, and you dig down like 10 feet, and then you look at the face, what do you see? I, I, I must be missing what you're asking me. You see different layers of rock. Get what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Like okay. cutting a tree. Right. You see like layer, layer here. This layer is darker. Okay. When you drive, and here's my example I give all the time. You drive along 270. You're down there in the Kirkwood, um, you know, Sunset Hills area. On 270, between Big Bend and 44. You go through the rocks, you know, where the interstates cut through the rocks. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Look at the layers of rock, okay? That's sedimentary rock, which means once upon a time, where you're driving along 270, back maybe hundreds of thousands, millions of years ago, it was underwater. Now, keep in mind, at that point, you're probably a good... 200 feet, it easily 100 feet, maybe 200 feet above the water level in the Merrimack River, okay? So you think the Merrimack River flood's bad? However long ago, you know, so many, you know, millions of years ago, all that was underwater, okay? Guess what? No people back then, no cars, no air conditioners, nobody flying planes, none of that stuff. There were no men no men and women on earth. Maybe, you know, maybe it was Adam and Eve that were there, that, but they didn't drive a, an SUV or anything like that. It was it was just there was nothing. And people go like, "Well, that doesn't count." Well, that, why doesn't that count? That was like a long time ago. That's, you know, and once again, you can see this all over the place. The Grand Canyon. The Grand Canyon was caused by guess what? Erosion of water. It's dry now for the most part. There's a couple little streams in the Grand Canyon. But, you know, once again, there were big streams in there. That was like millions of years ago. So You've never been there? What's that? Oh, you have, haven't you? I've never. Well, I've, I've driven by the Grand Canyon. Not, yeah. Not in it. Well. Not in it. Okay. It's probably something that you can drive by and still see, right? Yes. Okay. One more story, which I think is interesting. The new CEO of Six Flags. His name is uh, Salim, S-A-L-I-M, Basul, B-A-S-S-O-U-L. He took over the job in November. And what he's doing is he's trying to change Six Flags because, get this, according to him, um, the park has gotten, quote, this, there are parks all over the country, not necessarily the one here in St. Louis and Eureka, but he says the parks have gotten too, quote, rowdy from teenagers running amok. And the plan includes hiking prices and trying to attract a more affluent customer. Quote, our aggressive strategic shift is still a work in progress, but my first nine months at Six Flags as Six Flags CEO has only reinforced my initial belief in Six Flags potential. He said the theme park operator has been in the process of of an aggressive shift in strategy after realizing that, quote, it had discounted too much and that the philosophy of filling our parks was not the right one. And he he said, get this, (laughs) Quote, as a result, we only got the discounter or we became a a daycare center for teenagers. (laughs) Uh 
There's probably a lot of truth for that. <laughs> Have a nice time, honey. Right. Don't don't go on the right. the, the right. Batmobile. We'll be back to pick you up when the park closes. Right. Yeah, we'll be back. <laughs> I wonder if that happens. He says part of the new strategy is institute new pricing, which means catering to customers with families or young adults who quote willing to come and spend the money in our parks. He said Six Flags expanded its advertising to pursue a broader market. In the past, the company focused on previous guests. Quote, we're now charging, or excuse me, we're now changing that philosophy and we're going to a broader market. We're going to what I call more affluent neighborhoods where we would like to bring people from those neighborhoods to come to our park and have not been targeted before. Although Six Flags experienced a decline in attendance over the past three months, the company said it was able to offset much of the drop in revenue through increased guest spending. I guess that's the kids who got dropped off for, for daycare who were buying huh. buying the sodas and things like that. That's he said funny. they're going to increase the admission price, and it says that's going to be driven by highly higher realized ticket prices and a higher mix of single-day tickets. Heading in the fall, the company plans to add new offerings in an attempt to increase visitation, such as introducing a dining plan, catering a bigger Fright Fest with activities to attract more families, as well as introducing an Oktoberfest event. He says Six Flags second quarter revenue fell 4.5%, blah, 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 blah. But anyway, he's saying they're going to change Six Flags. They're going to kick the, try to kick the teenagers out and bring more affluent people in. So... What they're going to do is they're going to go to Ladue and they're going to go, hey, we've got sushi at Six Flags. And all the, <laughs> and all the Ladue people, oh, my God, let's go to Six Flags and have sushi. Oh, my God. Do you have finger sandwiches? Yes, we have finger sandwiches, too. Do we have to use our pinky? <laughs> right, right. Oh, oh wait, would you have a special parking lot for luxury GM or luxury German cars or luxury? Yes, we have a special parking lot for BMWs, Audis. Uh, Infinities and 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 Lexus. You get a special. Mercedes. Yeah. Oh, all oh, the Mercedes. Lincoln? Mercedes. Yes. You get it. No, Lincoln's. That's American car. Nobody. Uh, nobody with any class drives in Lincoln. You know, just just scumbums drive Lincoln. Okay, keep on. Hi, Shelley. What kind of car do you drive? A Lincoln. <laughs> Thank you. So so once again, the what kind dude, of car do you drive, Brad? <laughs> it depends on the day. Whatever I can get started. <laughs> <laughs> Including your van down by the river. Okay, the smartest woman in the world says Colorado River is a stream water in Grand Canyon. It is. It's a little tiny stream. It's not that big. <laughs> okay, and she also says, did I miss Noah's Ark? Yes, I get it. The entire world was flooded and Noah was floating around. But that wasn't due to global warming. It wasn't because people driving their SUVs. I'm not, even though I'm a pastor, <laughs> a reverend, whatever you want to call me, I don't know the Bible that well. But I do know some of the Bible. Let he who is out. So I, I, I gather, I, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I gather when they tested you, they didn't make sure that you knew the Bible? The test was, can I put my, my credit card into the machine, into the computer so I can get my pastor's license? That was the test. And I passed. <laughs> so I got my, I got my, of course, you know, another thing that was in my wallet was my, my reverend ID card. I lost my reverend. Did you ever see my reverend ID card? I actually have an ID card. It says I'm Reverend Brad. <laughs> At least I did until I lost it. Did you get it in a box of Cracker Jack? No, I bought it online. 
Oh, okay. Universal Life Church, whatever it was. You know, and then, uh, you know, they, uh-huh. they had all the stuff you can upsell. You could buy the sticker that you can put on your car that says clergy. Because they talked about, this is great for going to hospitals. You can park in the in the no parking zones as long as you have your clergy sign on. Because, you know, once again, the clergy get to the hospital. They got to, you know, minister at somebody's last rites. They just park in a no parking zone and the police leave them alone. I'm going like, wow, that's sort of cool. I have to use that sometime. I'll go to the hospital, stick my clergy sticker on, and just park in a no parking zone. My luck, I've come out and my car's gone. They towed it. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I go, hey. Yeah, they w- would have missed that particular <laughs> Right. It had my, had my clergy sign on. Yeah, right, bud. We don't think you're clergy. <laughs> I have to tell something. Okay. So I go see our doctor yesterday. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of clergy. And you know how I am and how I talk freely. Right. So we're sitting there and we're, I'm having a conversation with our doctor and just carrying on like I do. And then um, he's like, okay, well, we'll see you in a month. So I go out to the reception or the medical assistant so she could set me up an appointment. And I, I look towards the other door and it's a clergy, it's a man of the cloth. Yeah. So I'm like, Tammy, why didn't you tell me <laughs> that there was a, so what a priest over there? What you're saying was Shelly was talking in sailor talk, right? <laughs> she yes. was F-bombing and everything like she normally does. Not here on the air, thank God, because otherwise we would be off the air. The FCC would pull our license back. But you're F-bombing and there's a priest in the other room. Correct. And he was hearing Which you F-bomb. Which I'm sure he heard every single word. And did did he say to you, did he look at you and go, young lady, I hope you burn in hell? No, he didn't <laughs> say anything to me. I just saw his collar. Oh, okay. How do you know he wasn't like wearing something like from the old days when you could wear a Nehru jacket? Uh-huh. Remember those? No, he was clergy. <laughs> Maybe he was like doing the, the 60s, 70s, you know, retro thing and he had the, like the Nehru jacket on. Now, how many people know what I'm talking about when I say a Nehru jacket? Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't about? even know what you're talking you about. You don't know what a Nehru jacket is? No. Oh, we'll talk about that. Well, Neil, we won't, we won't talk about that next break because I have a special guest, a serious special guest, a guy who I think is, who will give us what I think is incredibly good news. I'm not kidding. I'm serious about this. He's coming up next, okay? And you have no idea who it is, do you? I don't. It's the priest who was at the doctor's office yesterday with Shelly. Shut up. <laughs> That's who it is. Don't we have to take oh. a break? Oh, 728. It's 728. It is BS.show. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. Together we get together and make BS. It is 732 on a, uh, what day is it? Tuesday, Shelly? Is it Tuesday? I think it is Tuesday. It's <laughs> one of those days. It's, it's something the like 16th. that. 16th. Yeah. <laughs> I know um, weather still have that rain coming in. We'll have a complete forecast coming up in a couple of minutes with with Jennifer. What's her name again? Wojcicki. Very good. I have a special guest on the phone this morning. I'm so excited. Who is it? It's Steve Elman. Steve, do you hear me? Okay. Yeah, Brad. This is do. this is Steve Elman, who is the county executive for St. Charles County. I get press releases from time to time. Mary Anger sends me your press releases. And I got one yesterday, which I thought was really interesting. And I think something we really need to push. Um, it's a, a story about you putting county, St. Charles County police officers in several of the schools as school resource officers, correct? That's correct. Now, and this is this is money that came from, what's going to pay for this? 
Oh, it's uh, it's uh, ARPA money that uh, we receive from the federal government. And um, given the uh, the seriousness of this issue, I thought it was a good way to spend it right now. Now, the thing that I want to talk about is, and it's a little bit complicated because you're putting in into several school districts, but only the schools that are in unincorporated St. Charles County. Is that correct? Yeah, and that's uh, that's because you know. Um, we have a county police department, which uh, technically can can go anywhere in, in in the county. But as a as a courtesy and just as a tradition, uh, you know, the municipalities that have their own police departments, we uh, we we leave those schools and those areas to those municipal police departments, and we simply provide the SROs for the schools that are in the unincorporated parts of the county. And, uh, you know, we've been doing this for a long time, and it's usually a cost-sharing type thing. Uh, and basically what we've done in the past is provide the SROs. We've had one in each uh, uh, middle school and each high school, and then we've had several that kind of rotate around in the elementary schools. And you might wonder, well, why, why would you leave the elementary schools out, Brad? And, and this kind of goes back to the original uh, goal here back in the 30, 30 years ago when we started uh, uh, doing these SROs. The problem was kids bringing guns to school. Uh, and the uh, people were trained, the police officers were trained, Assuming that in most cases, what you'd have, if you had anything other than the kids bring guns to school, if you had a, an adult coming in, they were there to take hostages. Well, of course, now you know we're way, way beyond just the kids bringing guns to school, and we have actual adults coming in and shooting students, uh, which means the most vulnerable are really in the elementary schools, and they've received the less. The, uh, less attention over the years so we're going to put the attention back where i think it belongs today uh in the schools where the young kids are really the most vulnerable so this is going to be and how many schools are going to be impacted by this uh we, we hired 14 uh additional sros we still are looking we still have about five positions we need to fill uh in the next week or so and uh, but uh, until they are filled, we'll have other police department uh, uh, employees uh, filling those jobs and we won't be taking any patrolmen off the street. Uh, they'll still have their their regular patrols, but uh, uh, we'll have a SRO. And again, um, the other thing I really want people to understand is, you know, we had the whole situation in Uvalde where the. Uh, the, the the officers in the school really didn't respond appropriately. And what they were doing was following an old protocols, again, that were based on the fact that what, what was usually happening was that uh, shooters were taking hostages and the, the police were taught to secure the area and wait for the SWAT team to get there because they were the ones who knew how to talk the hostages down and so forth, or talk the uh, uh, the uh, shooters down when they were holding hostages. But of course, what you had in Uvalde was the shooting started and, uh, and they didn't respond. I just want everybody in St. Charles County to know that all of our police officers, not just county officers, all the municipal officers have all been trained now for the last eight or nine years uh, 
when that first shot is fired, they're in there. And um, uh, hopefully we'll never have that situation. But, but if we do, uh, our people have been trained to deal with it correctly. Now, the officers, we're talking with Steve Elman, county executive, about the new uh, uh, school resource officers going to be put in the elementary schools just in unincorporated St. Charles County. The officers uh, are the ones that you're hiring. Are these specially trained officers have training above and beyond that other training? Well, they have. Yeah, they, they would be uh, uh, they would have the normal amount of training that a, that a police officer would have. But uh, again, that training for all of our people uh, includes this, the training for the type of situation that developed in in Uvalde, Texas. And this and, is uh, and this is uh, this is only in the grade schools we're talking about now, right? I mean, there's already school resource officers in most. Yeah, we of the- already have we already have them in the in the unincorporated areas. We have them in the high schools and in the uh, middle schools. And again, we had a few officers that rotated around in the elementary. Uh, but really, again, when you think about it, the elementary stu- students are really the most vulnerable. Um, 30 years ago, when you were worried about students bringing guns to school, they were probably the least likely to bring right. a gun to school. Right. So you put the resources uh, among the older kids. And uh, and right now, I think you need to put it among the, uh, the most vulnerable. Now, and again, uh, the you know the, this may be adopted by the various cities, uh, and or it may not. Uh, and we're going we're going to do it for at least uh, the next year and see how it works out. Uh, of course, if if it's something we think was is worthwhile and and we need to continue to do it, we'll find money in our own budget to do it. But right now, we have this federal money that's available, and I think this is a good way to spend it. Now, the one interesting thing is in your press release, it talks about the Washington schools, and a lot of people don't realize that in Augusta, that's the Washington school district, but that's in St. Charles County. That's correct. And and so and no- we have five five major school districts. Uh, and I would say 95% of our students are in those those five in St. Charles County. But yeah, uh, Augusta for a long time now has been uh, in the uh, Washington School District. Makes a lot of sense. Um, but yeah, we we also cover that now. And and the reason you're doing Augusta, even though it is its own city, you you have the police protection there already, correct? That's correct. Yeah, Augusta Augusta is incorporated, but they don't have a police department. And I think that's one of the really important things and important differences between St. Charles and St. Louis County. You know, they have 90 municipalities over there and like 45 police departments. Our major cities, our five, six major cities that are big enough have their own police department. The ones that are growing uh, rely upon the county and someday they may be large enough to to uh, you know, to afford and to have a really professional police department of their own, but rather than having uh, less than a professional police department, all of our smaller towns and villages uh, use our county police. Steve Elman's my guest right now, and uh, what's talking about is the new program that's going to take effect. What I guess what in a couple of weeks? Right, that's when school goes back. Well, it? it it depends when the schools start, and like I said, we uh, we still need about five. Um, uh, five more officers, and and as you know, this was the real challenge. Uh, and that, and I got to give uh, Chief Frizz uh, credit for for finding these folks, because as you know, uh, there's a real shortage of police officers, and City of St. Louis has been short now for how many years? And uh, we uh, we've had to really hustle um, 
to uh, to find these folks. Uh, but you know, there's a, there's and I, and I figured you know there's got to be some people out there that are uh, that are approaching my age and and maybe are thinking about retiring, but uh, not quite ready. Uh, and instead of working um, twelve hour shifts, uh, they would be working six hour shifts. Instead of working twelve months a year, they'd be working nine months out of the year. So I think this is a this is a good opportunity for a kind of a uh, kind of a semi retirement uh, for police officers who are who are ready for that. Sounds like and, um, sounds like you're making a pitch for uh, for the people to apply, right? <laughs> we, uh, we we are definitely recruiting. Yeah. We uh, we sent uh, we sent some people to a a meeting, a statewide meeting, and. Uh, we sent some people there with the express purpose of, of trying to recruit folks uh, that are interested in that type of uh, uh, position. And um, like I said, we've been been pretty successful, but we still need a couple more. Steve, appreciate your time. If people want more information, they can uh, find out on your website, and I'll give you the pleasure of giving your web address. How's that? Well, it's uh, it's S. Elman at uh, sccmo.org. And that's where they can send you an email, then, correct? Yeah, they can send me uh, send me an email, and you know, the, and and they can get on the county website. And uh, it's uh, always an exciting time when school starts, and it's especially exciting given the fact that these kids have been through so much the last two years with COVID. Yeah, it's uh, and we need to get back to normalcy, and 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 these kids that have lost out, we need to catch them up. I couldn't but agree with you more. That's a whole nother. That's a whole nother issue. <laughs> right. We'll talk about that in the future. Hey, Steve, appreciate right. it, and thanks for. I just called you, Mary, and thanks for coming on in very short notice. But I thought this was really great news, especially like you kept mentioning the Evaldi thing, which is just an incredible tragedy, and and hopefully this will not happen in our at least in these places in St. Charles County. Always glad to be on with you, Brad. Talk to you later, Steve. Bye bye. Great. What do you think, Shelley? I think that I'm excited. You know, I'm thinking. I'm, I'm thinking that this is going to be a good thing. Is well, what I think. I think it's interesting what he's talking about. They're looking for essentially. They're looking for part-time police officers, and especially, you know, maybe ex-military guys. I don't know. I mean, you know, for, for sure. I mean, you know, like a lot of different jobs. When you're a young buck, construction work is fun. Being a firefighter is fun. Being paramedic, paramedic is fun. You know, being a police officer is fun. But when you get up there in years. It's not as much fun anymore because the years have a tendency to take a toll on your body. You know what I'm saying? And Isn't that the truth? Yeah. So <laughs> this is quite possibly, and you know My what? My toll is it. It sounds ground. <laughs> it sounds like what he's looking for is really seasoned police officers who've been around the block. And I'm thinking to myself, what better people to put into grade schools when you know a lot of these guys, if they're up there in years, you know, obviously may have you know grandkids that age. If you know what I'm saying. I mean, you know, kids for sure of that age and maybe even grandkids. But by the same token, um, I won't say that. I'll get in trouble if I say that because <laughs> it's, it's a slam against my age. But anyway, um, and what's interesting about it is, and the complicating factor, and that's the thing I tried to bring up with Steve, it's only the schools that are in unincorporated St. Charles County, with the exception of Augusta. Augusta gets an officer because of the fact that they have their police protection provided by St. Charles County. But in this... this the public schools that are in incorporated areas like O'Fallon, St. Peter's, that's not the case. But so he's got, I think, I think they said, what is it, like nine or 10 grade schools that are, that comply with this. So it's going to be interesting. And you know, what's interesting. What he said is think about that 30 years ago, 
the rule, the you know, the the situation was, you know, you were afraid of people who would go into a school and hold the kids hostage. Now that's unfortunately changed for the worst, where they're not going in to hold hostage. They're going in to unfortunately, you know, kill people, which, you know, once again, I don't understand. I'll never understand that. I'll never understand. You know, I mean, if you're going to do police by suicide, just get out of your car, you know, and wave a gun and they'll take you out. But don't go to a school. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I do. (laughs) If you're if you're going to do that. And unfortunately, I bring up police by, you know, suicide by police, which is a real thing. It is a thing. Don't do it in a school. Just do it on the highway. Exactly. And, you know, we'll have it over with. Exactly. Not in the schools. Okay. And I'm getting in trouble for saying that, but I really do mean that. You really will, but but I agree with you. Am I telling the truth or am I what? Yep. You know, I mean, unfortunately, I mean, most of these guys, they know they're not coming out alive. You know what I mean? They know that going in, which is sad. You know, they're going to take out of other people and then kill themselves. You just wonder what, what is going through their little brain. Well, I think that you said it right. It's a little brain. It's not a very big one. It's 747. It is BS.show. It's about damn time. That's all I can tell you. It's it's We're here on the air, so that's about... What time is it? It's about the Hoover Dam. <laughs> there you go. Uh, talked about this. Bucky's coming to Missouri. They're going to put one in Springfield. Are they? Yes. It's going to be... As a matter of fact, they did the groundbreaking. Um, they're going to be announced Monday. It will break ground in a Springfield, Missouri location on Tuesday, August 23rd. Springfield is the birthplace of Route 66. Stan Beard of Bucky said in the news release, it's perfectly natural that Bucky's, the ultimate road trip destination, is coming to this gorgeous stretch of Americana history. If you don't know what Bucky's is, I didn't realize they've been around that long. It's 1982. I found really? out about Bucky's. In the South, right? Yeah, primarily. Uh, they started, I believe, in Texas. And the one that I found out about, I guess, was been two or three years back when I went to see my son in Pensacola. And I got down to Mobile, got south on 45, and then went east on 10, Interstate 10, and there was one, I think, I can't remember if it's actually in Alabama or if it's in Florida. It's right near the state line. And Did as you I, go through the tunnel? Yeah, I went through the tunnel. But this is like I love that tunnel. long passing, you get through the tunnel. So I, when I got to my son's place, I said, what's that big, huge place? Oh, that's Bucky's. You need to go there. So on the way back, at Christmas morning, I stopped into Bucky's. And I'm going like, if you don't know what it is, 120 gas pumps. If you've been down to Fenton and seen Wally's, Bucky's is like twice as big. Wally's is huge. Um, Wally's is like Bucky's light. Yeah, Bucky's is like twice the size of Wally's. And I have to tell you, I am hooked on Wally's sliced brisket sandwich. Oh, my God, is that good? I've had one too many so far since they've opened down in Fenton. Anytime on about 44, heading westbound, I get off at the old exit there. used to take you to the Chrysler plant, and I hit Bucky's, excuse me, hit Wally's. And I don't know if they're putting any in the St. Louis area. Typically, they don't put them in metro areas. They put them, like, outside of metros. And I guess... Well, they could put it in Warrington. No. They could put it where that... No, they, um, they won't. Ghost of a... Steve... Witchmajiggers? Ca- Steve Casper won't allow that. He won't allow Bucky's in Warrington. But yeah. It doesn't really matter what he cares about. <laughs> Brian Richardson will tell everybody how bad it is, so you can't go to Bucky's. So, anyway. Again... Uh, <laughs> Idle words. 
<laughs> anyway, that's what's coming to Springfield. So if, you, if you've never been to Bucky's, and once again, I highly recommend going to Wally's. It's locally owned. I think it's a guy out of Sullivan that owns it. Um, and uh, he spent a lot of money on it, no doubt. It's very nice. The restrooms are really interesting. I do told, they have charging stations? They do have charging stations. They do seriously. They have charging Rock stations on, on the west end of the building. Or har- yeah, Wally's. Yeah, Wally's. And and the I don't know how the women's rooms are because I don't go in the women's room because the men's room have these really cool faucets. It's like this silver bar. It's like a bar that's in front of you and on the left side you put your hands underneath there and it automatically squirts soap in your hands then you move your hands to the middle of the bar and it puts water in your hands you know you you get you know rub that soap around get it washed off with the water and then you move your hands to the right side of the bar and it's a blow dryer in the wash bowl it's really cool i've never seen anything like it and does it rinse your hands appropriately? Oh, it does a nice job. I mean, you know, matter of fact, and on some of them, if if you if you move your hand, there's a fourth position. You put your hand over there. It gives you a, it gives you a, a manicure. Okay. <laughs> you don't believe me, do you? Not about that. <laughs> it gives you manicure, and and when you sit in the toilets, the sit down toilets, have a massager. Uh-huh. You do what? They have a massager. You know, I don't know about that, but <laughs> I know that some of the trucks out there have a massager. Massaging seats, right, at the truck Yes, stops. I know. Right. I felt violated. What? <laughs> when you went to a truck stop, that's what you get for going to a truck stop with those truckers. No, you know, it was a friend's truck, and I'm like, they get, dude, I'm just telling you, something is, you know, violating me. <laughs> I don't know what to do is wrong with your truck. <laughs> I thought you were talking about when you were hung out at the truck stops. No, that was a different Shelly. Shelly, <laughs> Shelly was down at the at the at the Quickie Mart right there in Old Town St. Peter's, uh, <laughs> off of Mid Rivers. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? It's it's the QT truck stop. Yeah. Yeah, that's where Shelly hangs out. It is. Hey, big boy. Is that a Freightliner? Are you happy to see me? <laughs> You're so bad. <laughs> oh, Brad. Okay, one last thing. Please. Um, this is the and this is the the sad story of Salman Rushdie, who was stabbed last week. His wife is our ex-wife is Padma Lakshmi. Okay, let me look her up. Okay, he's seventy-five. Let me go on Wikipedia and find her. Um, and her. Um, okay, here we are. P A D M A. Padma L A A K. Oh, there she is. Okay. She is, he's 75. She's 51. You go, Salman. And she is a knockout. And it says uh, she's born September 1st, 1970. Indian American author, activist, model, television host. She's has hosted the cooking competition program Top Chef and Bravo continuously since season two, 2006. For her work, she received a Primetime Emmy Award nomination. And she was married to Salman from um, 2004 to 2007. Now she's uh, she was married to Theodore Frostman, Forstman from 2009 to 2011. So now she's single. 
She's five foot nine. My daughter she might would have say, a "Chance now she's single." Right, right. She's published six books, two cookbooks: "Easy Exotic" and "Tangy." Bunch of different cookbooks. Early life. She was born in Madras in India in uh, into a Tamil Brahmin family, whatever that is. Her mother, Vijaya, is a retired oncology nurse. Her parents divorced when she was two years old. Uh, she immigrated to the United States at age four, was raised in New York City before moving to La Puente, California with her mother and stepfather. As a teenager growing up in Los Angeles, she stated she was bullied and endured racial ag- aggression, which caused her to struggle to overcome internalized self-loathing. Let me tell you, she shouldn't do any of that self-loathing. She's a knockout. And she was married to Salman Rushdie. Once again, you know, if you got money and if you got fame, and even if you're old and weird looking, you can have hot women as your girlfriend and wives. That's just the way it is. Do you really believe that? 100%. <laughs> look at these billionaires who are like 85 and shriveled up. They look like prunes, and they're married to 35-year-old fashion models. How does that happen? You know what I mean? You think there's true love there? No. Of course not. You don't know that. I do know that. <laughs> don't try to convince me otherwise. Okay. So. Oh, good. We Goodness, it's 7.59. We have to get out of here. Say How goodbye. did that happen? Say goodbye, Shelly. Bye, Shelly. It's been a slice of heaven as usual, Brad. Everybody, peace and I fly, and it is Tuesday. 7.59. Have you heard about Salt River Automotive? Not only are we open for business and ready to serve you, we are sponsors of the BS in the Morning Show on Westplex 107.1. Check us out on Facebook at Salt River Automotive, LLC. See you soon.